0: Welcome to What The Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner.
1: Welcome to the first episode of What The Wealth, a podcast designed to help you make intentional financial decisions and navigate life's transitions. Hi, I'm Jonathan Bedner, certified financial planner and co-owner of Paradigm Wealth Partners in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's a George Bernard Shaw quote that says this, to be in hell is to drift, to be in heaven is to steer. While this quote can be applied to many areas of life, perhaps nowhere is it truer than when it comes to issues around personal finance. You see, money is without question a central issue in everyone's life. We need money to pay our bills, take care of our families, to educate our children, to support our communities, to reach our goals, and to fund our retirement. But none of us want to think about money all the time. We'd rather spend time on the things that matter most, our families, our friends, and our hobbies. When we create the right financial plan, follow it, and adjust it when necessary over time, money can fade into the background where it belongs. There are two things that I desire most for all of my clients. The first is roots to keep them grounded in the investment decisions they make. And the other is wings so they can freely pursue the things they value most in life. What keeps a tree from toppling over in a violent storm? The tree's strong roots. Your financial plan represents these roots. The storm can be lots of things, some of them good and some of them bad. Some of those things will be within your control, and some will be beyond it. A new career, a new child, a divorce, a job loss, a recession, all of these can be highly emotional life transitions and hard to navigate. When we're in the midst of that storm, we oftentimes make decisions that are contrary to the plans we have carefully created. Strong roots don't stop a tree from reaching high and growing tall, though. While we want our clients to feel firmly rooted in their financial plan, we also want to give them the tools and the confidence to reach for their dreams. Do You wanna retire at age 40? Quit your job and start a business? Take a year long sabbatical around the world? These things seem scary at first. Something many people dream of but don't actually try to pursue because they think they're at best unrealistic and at worst, flat out impossible. With the right financial plan, all of these things and more are possible. At Paradigm Wealth Partners, we have devoted our careers to all things financial, but we never lose sight of the fact that for many people, money is a source of anxiety. Are you doing the right thing? Are you even sure what the right thing is? We don't judge the past financial decisions you've made. We're not here to judge. We're here to work with you to demystify money. It's all in the plan. It is 2020. It's hard to believe that the last decade has already come and gone. When I graduated from the University of Arkansas in 2009, we were at the tail end and actually just started the recovery of the most recent financial crisis that we experienced in 2007, 2008, and 2009. At the time, we didn't know if we were coming out, if there was still more downside to go, we had the financial crisis, the housing bubble burst, tons of layoffs. And really over the last 10 years, we've seen this economy really turn around, be very, very strong and recover quite nicely. That doesn't mean we don't need to be prepared for future catastrophic events. And so traditionally January is the the month that we talk about goals I want to lose weight. I want to save more money i want to I want to do this I want to do that. What I want to do is push that off to February. what I want to talk about is the idea of getting organized and i I've seen that in the last five six, seven years of my career that it's incredibly important to have a good financial foundation and if you don't have organization then you're gonna have a hard time really having a solid financial foundation. So well, let me explain what we do. Me and my wife have a command center in our home. This is a storage closet off of the kitchen that has you know everything from scissors to batteries to flashlights, stamps, envelopes. But it has a binder in there. It's a two-inch binder. And that two-inch binder has tabs that we store information so it's easily accessible. Stores our you know, bank account statements, into the year bank account statements, investment account statements, information on our mortgage to include the interest rate, the property taxes, the insurance, the term, who it's with. It has information on our rental properties, our state documents, which would be our will, our power of attorneys, our healthcare directives, key contacts, which got friends and loved ones that, you know, have their, their names and phone numbers easily accessible, you know, should something happen to us. It has employee benefits and employee summary plan description. So we know exactly what is being offered at my wife's work. I'm self-employed, so I keep mine in there as well, but this is an easy way to keep keep my wife's. And so we keep this this binder, we call the storage closet, the command center, we keep this binder in our command center. So throughout the year, what my goal is, is to take this this January get organized meeting where I want you to gather the accounts, insurance information, mortgage statement, estate documents, everything that pertains to your financial life and just put it in a pile. And throughout the year, we're gonna organize this so that at the end of the year, you've got a binder to put in your command center. So after January, we're going to start February with goals. How to make goals, how to plan for goals. We're gonna talk about long-term, short-term, intermediate term. February is gonna be goal covering month. In March, we're gonna talk about taxes. Now, April is traditionally the tax month. That's when you file your taxes. We're gonna talk about them in March. I want you to be prepared for taxes, get all your ducks in a row, and and have an easy way to be organized so that April is not as stressful. In April, we're going to talk about health savings accounts, also known as HSAs. And we will also talk about IRAs and Roth IRAs. We're going to talk about how retirement accounts, IRAs, and health savings accounts work, the pros and cons. In May, we're going to have a guest on and talk about the market give a market outlook talk about you know just kind of where we've been the last three four five months in the market and then maybe an idea of where we think we're going in the future for the rest of the year in june we'll do a goal check-in so we'll just go back and revisit our february goals see if we're on pace if we need to make adjustments which ones we've completed do we need to set new goals in July, we're going to do an insurance review, so we're going to talk about term insurance, disability insurance, we're going to talk about all kinds of insurance, but we're going to do a review on those to make sure that, again, that, that binder that's going to live in the command center is able to stay organized. August, we're going to talk about know your numbers. This is important. This is your net worth, this is your credit score, this is your your, your debt, your income, this is a total total picture of your numbers. And, and we're going to cover four, five, six numbers so that you have those in the top of your mind. So you've got them easy. So I, I call that knowing your numbers. In September, we're going to talk about estate planning and the importance of having a state plan. Even young people, the reason it's important having a estate plan, it's often thought of is that, you know, that's something that only older people, you know, 60 and 70 year olds need to do. It's very, very, very important for younger families to have as well, especially those with children. You need to make sure that there's a guardianship provision to to take care of your children should something happen to you and your spouse. October, we'll do another goal check-in. Just evaluate again where we are on track. November, we're going to talk about employee benefits, open enrollment, and re-evaluating, you know, the benefits that your employee offers, whether that's 401k, HSAs, Disability insurance, health insurance, we're going to talk about everything that's covered there. In December, we're going to do a wrap-up, end-of-the-year planning. At this time, we'll bring it all together. Everything should then be in the binder, be organized, and then in January, we can restart with a new Get Organized meeting, but it'll be much quicker because you've done all the legwork. So so that's kind of my, my thought or my layout for the rest of the year on these podcasts. I feel like I need to talk on budgets quickly. Budgets are not fun. They're not, you well, know, they're kind of, well, no one likes them, unless you're a super finance nerd. I don't even like budgets, but we got to do them. With that said, it is my opinion that traditional budgeting doesn't work. And you probably won't hear that from a lot of certified financial planners or a lot of advisors They think that you need to have a budget, and while I agree with that, I think there are better ways to budget. So the reason that I don't think traditional budgets work is because most of the time they are reactive and not proactive. What I mean by that is that if you use a spreadsheet or a piece of paper or a computer program, a lot of times what that does is is it'll tell you how you did last month. I made this much money and I spent this much on these things. And what it does not address is correcting maybe the behaviors that could make you better off financially in the future. All it does is look at the snapshot going backwards and not correcting or not not making the adjustments going forward is what really can be a huge impact for your financial life. So the idea that traditional budgeting is reactive and not proactive is the reason why I think they don't work. To have a proactive budget, I think there are two ways to budget. One of those is a zero-based budget. That's the idea if you take your income every month and you just start subtracting out expenses from that income until you get to zero. So hypothetically, if you make $5,000, And your rent is $1,000, you subtract $1,000 off the $5,000, now you're left with $4,000. And if your phone bill is $300, now you subtract $300 from the $4,000 and you're at $3,700. And if daycare is $1,000, you subtract $1,000 off the $3,700, now you're at $2,700. And you literally go item by item by item by item. With the ones that are most important at the top, you need to pay your most important bills first. And you go all the way down until there's no money left in that month. And usually what happens is there is a whole bunch of bills at the end of the month that don't get funded. So, you know, you couldn't make a payment on the credit card because you're out of money for the month, or you couldn't make a payment on food, or you couldn't go out to eat, or you're, you're, you're in the hole. And so what that allows you to see is now we need to reprioritize what is most important. What do we spend our money on first? And allows us to really start honing in on how do we start correcting this budget? Where are we spending the most money? And and how do we make adjustments? The other way is an envelope system. So this is where you would take the $5,000 and you would put $1,000 in the mortgage envelope and maybe $1,000 in the childcare envelope and maybe $1,000 in the Utilities envelope and maybe $1,000 in the fund money envelope. And as you spend money, if you paid your $300 cell phone bill, you would take $300 out of the utility envelope, leaving that envelope with $700. This usually gets a lot of flack because consumers just take carrying less and less cash and they don't, they just automatically discredit it because you know, they don't have the cash on hand and they feel like it's really antiquated. There's a way to do this online. My wife and I use an Excel sheet. So we have essentially virtual, in air quotes, envelopes. So we have an Excel sheet that has utilities and mortgage and retirement and savings and tithing and pet and daycare and food and fun money. And when we get our paychecks, we assign them in that Excel sheet to those virtual categories. And as we spend money on our debit cards or credit cards or what have you, then we reconcile those payments and take it out of those virtual categories on the Excel sheet so we can always see where we have what money. So those are the two ways that I think budgeting can work. They take discipline, they take commitment, but I, I think it's a much more productive way of budgeting than just saying, well, I'm only going to spend $300 out to eat this month. It's, it's really hard because what most of us do is we just swipe the credit card when we go over and it doesn't matter, we'll pay for it later. So I think those two are, are really key ways to, to budget. In closing, as we head toward goals in February, in closing, what I want to do is a quick, what I call gap analysis. So we're going to use this gap analysis to help us frame out how we're going to plan for goals in the future. So, if you'll take a second, and I want you to think about how you would like to spend your time and how you would like to spend your money. So, day to day, right now, you know, how would you like to spend your time? How would you like to spend your money? Then I want you to also, and it may be helpful if you write this down, you know, maybe on the left hand side of the page and the right hand side of the page. So on the left hand, write down how you would like to spend time and like to spend money. On the right hand side, write down how you actually spend your time and how you actually spend your money. And we're going to use those to, like I said, help us formulate our goals and our strategies so that we have a path to pursue financial independence going forward. With that said, I look forward to talking to you again in February. Have a great day. Create the life you love.
0: Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love.